Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. It is Tuesday. Welcome into the show. I am not in Vegas anymore, you guys. Can you believe it? I am back in New York City. I never thought I'd see the day. 12 long days in Las Vegas. I think I might be the only person ever to have completed such a journey, but I'm here, I'm healthy, and I survived. Uh, so let's get into the show. We have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. Uh, the Chiefs, back-to-back champions for the first time since the Patriots pulled off that beat in 03 and 04, building nothing short of a dynasty in Kansas City. Uh, another guy who I feel like when I say his name, I just think of the word dynasty, Mike Gunzelman. Outkick contributor. Uh, (laughs) Come on in, my friend. How are you? I like the sound of that. Let's go. Dynasty, huh? Legend, dynasty, all that. That's very good. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you have enough talent to your name that, you know, in some way, shape, or form. I don't, I actually haven't really pointed it yet but you're building a dynasty oh okay in in some way right <laughs> he's got something going for him we're not sure exactly what but he uh he's got potential is what you're saying you you have all the potential in the world and that there is all go. that matters right that's all what your matters. mother used to tell you yes. um okay but but you know we talk about building a dynasty the kansas yeah. city chiefs doing just that uh patrick mahomes now has three super bowls to his name all in the last five seasons travis kelsey Same thing. Travis Kelsey, as we know, Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapon. Uh, We saw a lot from Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. Not so much at the beginning in the first half, uh, but he really got things going in that second half. I believe he had nine carries for a total of 93 yards. So obviously, and and he was was a big uh, part of that, that final touchdown in overtime that allowed the Chiefs to go on and win against the 49ers. Totally, yeah. So obviously he had reason to celebrate, right? I mean, the whole team did. I don't care if you didn't play a minute. There was reason to celebrate. All right. I Hell, I should have even have been celebrating, but I wasn't. Uh, I was getting ready for my very early show, which I did from the hotel room yesterday. Uh, but huge celebratory party for the Chiefs uh, after having won the Super Bowl. And what would the party be, Guns, if Travis Kelsey did not dance <laughs> To, to Taylor what? Swift. To what? To Taylor to Swift. To what? What, what, what? Exactly. To, to Taylor Swift. Take a look at this. Okay. All right. We've seen enough. We yeah. need to see no more. Uh, 
this is like reminiscent of I feel like back in the very beginning of the relationship when people were still like what's going on here when he was like resting his head on her shoulder at a party and it was like oh, very awkward do you remember right, that yeah. you remember that right um okay so what do you think about this I mean here we are the relationship has evolved now yeah. here we are at the Super Bowl party Travis Kelsey listening bumping to his girlfriend i mean who knows maybe even soon to be fiance's music what do you think yeah well i think definitely definitely going to be fiance sooner than later thank god that he didn't do it though at the super bowl afterwards yeah uh, no i way. mean that bad, bad idea you want to talk about destroying your brand if that happened people would have lost it. even people that were like yeah you know what they're a little bit annoying if that happened oh my gosh not not ideal right there but yeah no he uh you know, as you said, like when, when they first started hanging out, dating, whatever it was, it was like it was it, I, I even uh, kind of uh, you know predicted this. It was cute. It's like, oh, oh, is that fun? It's cute. Like, what is she doing with the football player? And he's got, you know, he shot his shot. And here he is. He's with Taylor Swift. It was cute and all. And then shot obviously- his shot is like, honestly, this is the definition of shoot your shot because yeah. holy hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, he he just randomly said it on his podcast and then mentioned it in a separate interview and word got around because obviously the internet remains undefeated and word gets around and boom, next thing you know, they're hanging out, they go out and like and, and all that that you see. Um, it went from being cute into definitely the annoying territory for a lot of people, obviously, as we yes. see. Uh, football season is done. My biggest thing is uh, – What's next? Because do we really think that these two aren't going to, you know, once you're in the spotlight, you feed off the spotlight. You need to be on the spotlight. Is he going to go on the road with her? Because she continues. She does have the, you know, the North American tour coming up. Like, what are they going to do? Once you get that spotlight, is, you know, you know, Netflix is probably throwing money at them. Amazon's probably Mm. throwing them on it. You need the documentary. You you need behind the scene. You need the tell-all stuff. You know, it's just all going to be happening. I think even Kelsey, the both Kelsey brothers probably even get a media deal sooner than later um, as far as they go, because I consider them kind of like the new Manning brothers, but have, you know, Peyton and Eli, Jason, Travis, kind of like the new generation of them. But having said all that, like, yeah, him fist bumping, going nuts, Super Bowl. I mean, you kind of knew it was going to happen. It's of course. You know, it reminded me of being at like a frat party in college. Like, oh, let's go, let's go. It's like, but I'm not Travis Kelsey and made hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's, it, it's, but you know, also- it's cringe, but like, you okay, know, it's I, I but, but on the other hand, but on the other hand, yeah. listen, what woman doesn't want an ultra supportive boyfriend, right? Like, I mean, that is ultimately what you'd want. She's a mega superstar, and you know, you can have all the fans in the world, right? Everyone giving you praise, love, all that admiration. But ultimately, there's one person that it means the most from. So I actually, you know what? I'm gonna give Travis Kelsey credit. I, I like that he's supporting her yeah. to the max that he is, and I think uh I don't think he should be slowing down anytime soon. I would love to see him on tour with her if that uh, is what their schedule allows, because why not, right? She supported him in the Super Bowl. Now uh, they take it to the road and he supports her on tour. So we'll see what happens there. Like a stand-up opening act or something like He's got, oh gosh. Like, could you imagine like during certain songs, he comes out and like they kiss and all this. I mean, all the sky's the limit. It can be cringe, but yeah, like you said, she's dated some other people that have hated the spotlight or kind of never showed this kind of, uh, you know, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, liking, take a a public liking to her. That that song that he's dancing to is an absolute jam. If anybody ever hears it, you're going to start moving and all that. Travis Kelsey, good for them. Uh, I just am very curious to see what happens next. Well, let's talk about someone who is not supporting Taylor Swift right now. That would be <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Um, yep. He is warning Taylor Swift against 
endorsing Joe Biden uh, for several reasons, uh, many of which don't need to be named. Uh, but he put out this post uh, in the last few days saying, quote, I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. You know what? Donald Trump, self-aware he is, okay? So give him props for that. But also, uh, I got to say I respect this because... Just as he gave Ron DeSantis a certain type of treatment, I feel like now Taylor Swift getting the Ron DeSantis treatment because a lot of people aren't really appreciative of what Donald Trump has done for them in the past. So I feel like this is kind of a little bit of a wake up call. I think Taylor should keep her ears open. And I would also strongly advise her to not endorse Joe Biden. And you know what? Pop on with me. Uh, guns, I don't know where you stand, but. We'd be happy to have you on Team Trump. Huh. The uh, see, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I used to say that whoever, whichever political party shuts down TikTok, is going to lose the upcoming election. Now it's whoever goes against Taylor Swift. I think Donald Trump is he just can't he just can't keep his mouth shut, and we know this. We've known this now for six plus years. Actually, we've known it for probably thirty years, but especially six years in the political realm. Uh, he might be <laughs> biting off more than he can chew here. Sure. Yeah. Did he, did he sign this act? Great. Back in 2018, did he sign it because of Taylor Swift? Absolutely not. And if well, he, and, he, and he to your point, this back in the day, he is to your point yeah. guns. She is the most probably famous woman on planet earth right now. Yep. And to step against her is going to infuriate a lot of the Swifties. Yep. And we know one thing though, they all stick together uh, whereas Joe Biden is looking to do the opposite and actually get her on his campaign as almost like an influencer type. So right. you're right. Donald Trump might want to tread a little bit carefully here. Yes, no, absolutely. Because it, and I think that's why they understand that she they are starting to realize that she is more of a, uh, a political threat, whether she says something or not. It's just the uh, kind of just the assumption based on what she's done in the past and supported past Democrats that she's going to go against Trump. But she, as we've said many times, she's super calculated. Every single thing that she does is super calculated. Do I expect her to come out next week and support Joe Biden? Absolutely not. She's going to wait and she's going to wait until it hurts the most for uh, for the former president. Mm. Uh, you know, what What do they need? Minority votes as well as uh, female votes. We know that that's going to be a huge, huge part of the upcoming election. Taylor Swift is the most popular uh, female in the world right now, by far, I believe, and especially here in the country. And she can galvanize a lot of 18 to 22 year olds that might not have voted in the past, but all she has to do is snap her fingers and send out a tweet. And it's going to happen. So for <laughs> Trump to already come out and say this the day after the Super Bowl and bring up some music modernization act, which has nothing to do with anything at all, it's, 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 uh, I would, I would advise him to tread carefully, but we know he can't keep his mouth shut. So it's going to be, okay. but I like, once you get like, because this is only the start and you know he's going to take it too far like he always does. And that's what's going to come back to bite him. He need, he doesn't listen to his advisors. We know this. He doesn't listen to anybody. Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, guns, I'm going to yeah. stop you right there. We're not going to have any slander about 
former President Trump on this show. I'm not. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there. Criticism. It's constructive criticism because he's dealing with a force. Just like anybody that's going to be dealing with Taylor Swift or coming at her in a different realm, you have to think about this differently than just going out and starting to just spread a wildfire. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Constructive. Constructive criticism is definitely helpful. Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like Joe Biden could use probably more of that than anybody else. Uh, I'll give you that. Guns, yeah. I haven't. I just got back to New York. Uh, yeah. I've been in Vegas, where I gotta say, I you know was m- mixing and mingling with all different types of people. Uh, the sensibility there seems to be much higher than that of New York City right now. Huh. I, I doubt anything That's... has really changed since I, I've left, but how's the migrant crisis looking? Are, have there been any developments on that front? Are things still as completely horrible as they were, and maybe even worse than when I left almost two weeks ago? Well, let's see. Since you've left, we've had uh, NYPD officers uh, jumped and beat up in the middle of Times Square at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night in front of a ton of people that didn't even try to help them or anything. So that happened. And then they ended up running away because they, uh, you know, because they got off with no bail. They actually got a free meal. Wow. And then got out. If I drink a, 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 a an open container, I would be in longer in uh, in the jail cell than those uh, than, than the people that ended up beating up a cop. They beat up a cop and they were still let out. Are you kidding me? And if that wasn't enough, you also had a 15 year old that started shooting up uh, in the middle of Times Square as well at a store. So has a lot developed. Yeah, in the opposite way of what you would hope. Uh, you know, it's 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 not going. It's not looking. It's not looking good. Uh, I would say stay in Vegas, but we all know you. More than three well, days I'm, in Vegas. Well, well, is a well lot. I'm already, I'm already home, so I know, uh, there will be no staying in Vegas. Twelve back. days, twelve days is enough for me. I'll be back in a couple of weeks yeah. for UFC, though. So, uh, yeah. back to the land of we'll call it sensibility, yeah. uh, and not too far off from now. But guns, as always, uh, keep go building that legacy, that that dynasty, if you Appreciate will. And that. I want, I want to report, I want you to report back next week. Let me know how it's going. Constructive criticism everywhere. How about this? New York City, get your act together because people are bouncing and leaving, and there's a reason why. Because you're letting the city continue to turn into a cesspool. Get your act together. Come on now. All right, guns. Thank you so much. <laughs> Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, a big thank you to Guns. And also, I just I want to talk about the fact that I'm home, guys. 12 days away means 12 days that I was away from Zora. 
you know me, you must know Zora. Zora is the cutest little dog in the world. And it got me thinking about a, a question that was posed recently by a narrator and publisher named Jonathan Honig. He asked the question, can you really love a dog? To that, I say absolutely yes. But I feel like I wanted to get more into the science behind it. So I decided to have a little chat with Jonathan and see what he had to say. Take a listen. Jonathan, welcome into the show. And who else do we have the pleasure of being here with today? Oh, thank you, Charlie. This is snacky. And I agree with you. Snacky? Snacky, indeed. And, I, you know, I agree with you dramatically. I love snacky passionately. But what makes our love for animals unique? I mean, look, animals are not rational thinking beings. They're, they act, act primarily on instinct. So what makes our love of these creatures, both cats and dogs, unique from, let's say, our love of our children, our love of our family, even our love of our friends. It's special with these guys. And, you know, that's why spending on animals goes up year after year after mm -hmm. year on our furry friends. doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Our spending on animals continues to grow. And it's because of that unique love, that unique relationship. And that's what I talk about in the book. Yeah, my dog, by the day, Jonathan, gets more and more spoiled. I just went to PetSmart the other day. My total leaving was $185 because now, of course, my dog can't eat kibble anymore. It's it's all fresh food, uh, which is expensive, far more expensive than the dry food. Uh, in addition, I like can't help it. I just like walk past cool toys and I'm like, Zora needs that. Uh, so there's of another course. $15. And then, you know, I got to get the treats because I just saw like Snacky has been enjoying. Uh, my dog loves treats. She's gotten so spoiled. She knows where to sit in order to like give me those puppy eyes and then naturally a, a treat is coming her way. So I totally get the spending aspect. What encouraged you to write a book like this? Well, you know, the book is confronted by actually the philosopher Ayn Rand. Uh, it's written by it's written by her primary student, a guy named Leonard Peikoff. He's 90 years old. And, you know, what prompted it is for me, at least partially, is there's a perception of Ayn Rand as this kind of crotchety old mean angry woman. It was obviously, well, it was very much the opposite. One of her main loves were her cats. Uh, she's passionate about her cats, passionate about her animals. Uh, and same thing with Dr. Peacock and his dogs and so many of us. So now I wanted to bring a philosophical perspective, if you will, to our understanding of these animals. And, you know, just as one example, we put the trolley problem to Dr. Peacock. You've heard of this, Charlie, you know, the idea yeah. of, you know, there's a trolley coming at a train. You could only say, for example, you could only save your dog and a stranger. Who would you save first? A human being, maybe even a, a human child. I don't know, certainly maybe a, if you could only save that stranger or your dog, who would you save? Well, are you asking me the question? Well, I, okay, okay, I know so, my answer. Okay, so okay, so this is a stranger, right? I don't know the person. Exactly. This is well, a stranger. I'm saving, I'm saving only... my dog. I mean, my dog's my family. I mean, that's, I guess, I, I have to imagine most people would answer that way. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the irony. You know, we value human life just as we value dogs, mm -hmm. but we value something specific about our dogs. And think mm -hmm. about that. We choose this relationship. You know, we don't choose our relationship with our family. We don't choose, you know, our relationship with our parents or even really our children. Of course, we choose to have them, but we choose not just any dog. We choose this dog. So when we say in the book, can you really love a dog? Can you, or a, a cat? It's talking about a specific animal, your animal. And Charlie, I'm sure you have those unique things, kind of 
hobbies and habits and language that you speak with your dog. Oh my gosh, we have our own language. Yeah, very unique that only the two of you can understand. Yeah, it's something a little bit like, (laughs) and we just do it back and forth and it's so entertaining and we'll do it for like minutes on end. And um, I don't know like what I'm saying, but I feel like she gets it because when I do it, she'll do it back to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's pretty unique, almost like, you know, having a, a nickname or an inside joke with a friend. One of the things about dogs and animals, too, uh, Ch- uh, Charlie, is that they're selfish, but in a good way. You know, if a dog wants something, he's not going to sit around, you know, behind the bush and say, well, I really didn't want to bring this up. You know, They're going to come and ask you. And if you're, if you're scratching your dog or playing with your dog and, you know, you have to go to work or you have to go to your homework, the dog just rolls over and says, all right, that's okay. You know, there's no hard feelings like there is with a friend, for example, if you can't see for a few weeks. Well, my dog actually likes to do this thing where I'll be on my laptop and she will just lay across my laptop as I'm like, excuse me, like there are so many places that you could lay right now next to me, above me, the other side. I mean, you choose to, I mean, it's, it's comical. And then you get into bed. They like to lay like right in the center of the bed. I'm like, do you mind? Like, can you scoot over? Yeah, and I think that's what makes it so passionate and so special, uh, Charlie, is that, you know, your dog just doesn't love anyone who feeds it. It loves you for you in a totally unrestricted, you know, unrestrained, passionate way that only an animal can. So that was really the point in the book is, you know, everyone says, oh, I love my love my dog. But then how many people leave them alone for, you know, three, five, eight, ten hours at a, a time, or, you know, can travel for months and months or weeks without even seeing their animal taking care of them. So we wanted to write the book for true dog lovers, for yes. true cat lovers. We know you're out there and we know you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think one more thing I want to bring up is just the emotional support aspect, because that's why, you know, it's, I know that people have tried to get away for a long time now of, you know, peacocks being remember there was the story about someone who brought a peacock on the plane because it was an emotional support animal well now i think airlines are really sticking to generally they just a lot of airlines are just now allowing dogs to be um service animals and and that kind of thing um but it's true you know people really depend on their animal to keep them emotionally stable but also in some cases they have very certain conditions that their animal helps to really provide like a safeguard for i mean whether it's psychological or physical dogs just really they they're almost like having a doctor on hand at all times or a nurse yeah, absolutely i mean you think about you know the the impact that a, a dog relationship can have with you know the elderly you know with young people but you know to your point charlie ayn rand called uh pets a substitute friend and on all the values that a great friend can give if you don't have that friend you have a dog, which really, you know, functions like that. And as you said, brings so much unique value to our lives. That's why I wrote the book and why I know anyone who loves a, a dog or a cat will definitely enjoy it. So where can everyone find your book? At the big tech Amazon, thankfully. So it's Can You Really Love a Dog? Ayn Rand and Leonard Peikoff on Pets. This is a really unique read. And I know your uh, viewers are going to enjoy it. And you've had a lot of- Snacky recommends it. Snacky. Tell me about the book, Snacky. <laughs> well, he's speaking, of course, uh, only a language that I well, can I, I interpret one eye, one eye closing, like the the wink as as meaning something, the lick is something. So I think he he just said it's a great book. Everyone needs to get it and uh, check out what it's about. Because easy question: Can you really love a dog? 
I think that's a very, very easy yes. So I'm so excited uh, to get into it and uh, get a little bit more insight into why I am so in love with my baby Zora. So love it. Love it. Thank you, Charlie. And this, Thank you know, you. We'll, we'll strengthen that bond even more. Perfect. Thank you so much. Be well. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, another big thank you to Jonathan Honig answering the very, very important question. Can you love a dog? Of course, my reunion with Zora last night. Epic, as you would probably imagine. Uh, and now that I'm back in New York City, we've got some of the regular crew come to hang with me over the course of the next few days. Obviously, with the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. And now we look ahead to the draft. So I will have none other than Clay Harbor joining the show to help break that down and Really cite if there are any dark horses that we need to be keeping a very close eye on. Uh, but on that note, everybody, that is it. That is the end of the show. I hope you have a fantastic day. Until I see you again, make sure to follow me on social media at Charlie on TV. But until then, have a good one, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.